Welcome to the Ag Emerge podcast brought to you by Ag Solutions Network. We're here to move the ag paradigm forward by helping you regenerate your soils using new ideas, research, and emerging technologies. Get ready to improve your soil, your crops, your livestock, and your family's livelihood. I'm Kim Sheese. And I'm Monty Bottens. And we're your hosts. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening today. We're going to take a little different journey on the podcast to talk about the part of agriculture originating in the office seat rather than the tractor seat. It's seen as a necessary but not always enjoyable part of farming. It's the financial accounting, production records, and reporting functions of doing business. You know, more than ever, as we explore new practices in regenerative agriculture, the importance of accurate, timely data collection and practices can be critical to the success of an operation. Today, we're discussing what growers are doing to capture costs and get a true picture of what's going on on their farms and ranches. We often talk about the five soil health principles, but today we're going to discuss the eight information silos that a farm needs to manage their operation with our guest today, Norm Brown. Norm is president of FBS Systems. FBS develops and markets integrated software systems to agriculture's top managers. Norm is also the co-founder and board member of the Mutual Agricultural Software Alliance, LLC, and he's a certified agriculture consultant. In full disclosure, I began working with FBS shortly after college, many, many moons ago, and it's where I forged my understanding of the importance of integrated financial records that includes both accounting and production, inventories, all that good stuff. But more than that, I watched operations transform as they made data-driven decisions. So I'd like to welcome you, Norm, today to the podcast. It's kind of like old home week for me as we discuss this topic, and we'd love for you to share with our listeners a bit of your story and background that brought you here today. Sure, sure. Well, I grew up on a, at a corn, soybean, hog, and cattle farm in western Illinois. And uh, after graduating from Iowa State, uh, farming for a few years, I was aware of uh, uh, computer technology was starting to emerge in agriculture. This is in the early 80s. The state of the art for managing an operation at that point was work with a local farm business, farm management fieldman. And in March, you would sit down and get this green bar report that would tell you how you did and, and how the different enterprises within your operation did. So that was the that was what we were trying to uh, emulate with with FBS when we started. We wanted to at least get that level of analysis, which was basically cash basis and and just a a, a simple enterprise analysis, uh, but but with some some expertise that worked in from the from the fieldman. That's excellent. I remember those beginning days. I think you had programming on cassette tapes. And I remember a little historical archive there at the office where we had the eight inch floppy disk drives. <laughs> so that a lot of technologies happened since then. It was very, very limiting what you could do at that particular point in time. We had to work on very, if it, this is the time of uh, basically Apollo 13 type of uh, 
computer technology. So it's pretty limited. We use Radio Shack and Apple uh, computers. Again, the technology was limited. We, we believed very much in integrating that together, but the, you couldn't really do much with that, the early, early computers. But you could do some basic uh, farm accounting, and that's what really took off. And that's what folks were interested in was really being able to amass that information. And mm-hmm. one of the things that quickly became, I'm sure, important or you knew all along that you wanted to do was the integration of livestock operations and cropping functions. Can you talk a mm-hmm. little bit about what that looks like with accounting and production system integration? Sure. One of the things we discovered uh, as we went along is there were actually eight concurrent potentially uh, conflicting goals in managing an operation, eight different information silos. And and I'll just go through the list here, the cash accounting for taxes, which is where most uh, operations stopped at. It's it's force compliance. You got to do it. What that tells you is basically how much tax you owe. It doesn't tell you profitability or anything like that. And it's basically outcome-based accounting. You, you, You make the, make the transactions, recognize the expenses, in order to to minimize your taxes so uh, that's but that's most ag uh, farming operations in agriculture in in america that are probably at the level where they're filing taxes on a cash basis so that brings us to the second point and that's accrual accounting for overall farm profitability and one of the things that happened in the 80s as we're starting up, uh, is the, the farm crisis, which was driven a lot by balance sheet lending. Uh, the land prices were inflating and, and farmers were leveraging themselves. Uh, and so n- nobody knew whether they're making any money or not, but they knew that on the balance sheet there was so, this much value. So we've got we've to we've measure the sustainability of the operation at, at the accrual level. And I guess it's a 10,000 foot view of how the operation is doing, but it doesn't tell us what's going on inside the operation. So, but that's, that's something that has to happen on any kind of large operation. The third area is ownership accounting. And you think about modern farming operations, there's, a, um, there's, there's always been issues of landlords and, and partners and entities, but uh, anymore, a lot of operations are broken into multiple uh, business entities that are interrelated and be able to be able to analyze that is 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 critical some are doing the functions of one is may they own the machinery another one may own the trucks and so they need to be able to handle that then we get to management accounting so that's uh this is the fourth point and that's where we're talking about here is still attract the internal costs and margins within the operation and we'll pick that up here at a further point here about how that works, but be able to actually see what's going on within your operation, and it's totally unique. Fifth area is production records, and one of the things that is vital for doing to get to management accounting is to have good production records, to get unit-based acres and pounds and rates and harvest and information, so that's that's important. The sixth area is inventories, and that could be involve raw materials, which would be the, your inputs, work in process, the cost, the value of the crop that's out growing, or, or the livestock that's that's on feed, and then uh, uh, finished goods inventory, which is your final product. So, thinking in terms of accounting, that's uh, those are three stages that are in agriculture. And the other thing that in, involves inventories for agriculture is that. Uh, 
uh, agricultural products and inputs tend to come in multiple units. And so you've got a purchase unit, you've got an application unit. So it's important to be able to track both of those and, and, and that becomes difficult. A seventh area is budgets and be able to be budgeting based on historical performance, be able to adapt to changing assumptions that are going along, and then to be able to monitor your performance against your with your actual uh, accounting records. And the last area is benchmarks. And in order to get standardized your performance compared to others, you need to do a unit-based comparison. So your your scale of business is not going to match exactly anybody else's business, but you are raising certain products that can be compared in, in costs and performance and areas like that. So most progressive producers are trying to track these things, whether they think them as a, their own goals or not. But they do this typically in a generic accounting program, Main Street accounting program. They probably have some type of specialized production software, farm management software, something that, that tracks the field activity or the feedlot activity. And then they have a bunch of spreadsheets. And our goal here for, for the last 40 years has is, is been to integrating these functions together, eliminate the duplications and get it into one central uh, enterprise resource planning database. That's an excellent recap of all of the areas that we're trying to track and, and manage. And it also, to me, illustrates why it falls apart so easily <laughs> because mm-hmm. Eight areas, those are not your kindergarten level tracking items. There's so much going on there, but it is key that we have this information so that we can make valuable and correct decisions about what direction our business is going for sure. Right, right. So and it, it's, uh, the, the, the solution is either to write your own program, go out and, and, and hire a consultant and design your own program or do an amateur approach where you have different different silos that you're managing and you're trying to get, get them coordinated or to give you part of a team approach that work on a standardized system for tracking these eight different items or at least standardized format for pulling that together. So those are uh, definitely definitely the areas and there's definitely some strategies for following that. And Absolutely. And it, it's not just a software strategy, is it, Norm? I mean, in each of those areas, is you really encourage growers to work with key professionals that you're working with managerial accountants that you've got. Then there's so many other areas of expertise and we simply can't be experts of all of those, I don't think. I think that's where it's key to build a team that can help you with those areas. Right, and I very much believe in that uh, that format. I'm a member of the American Society of Agricultural Consultants and we know there's some high quality consultants out in the the, uh, out of the marketplace that to recognize what they know, what they know, and they also know what they don't know, and they know who who, who they can rely on. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely a team approach. There was a, a a University of Illinois professor posed the idea back in the early '80s, and he called it the information age farm. And and even back then, that's true. These these had family members that he was mainly talking about family operations, but family op- members who specialized in different areas: marketing, production, accounting. Uh, risk management, et cetera. And, and then you you also bring in consultants to help round off your your, your business, be able to pull that in. And, so that's, and, and that's something that one of the trends that we see happen over the years is standardization. And I'll talk about the farm financial standards 
a council that's been going since the early 90s, and its goal is to adapt uh, general accepted accounting principles to agriculture, be able to do that in a certain way, and then they've moved into management accounting. And we've got to be very aware of trends in various areas of technology and management. What what do they need? What information do you need to capture? And in an integrated system, you can often capture that information in real time, and then that can be used in, the, in an open database for further analysis. But uh, in other words, we are the plumbers. We're hooking things together, the database. You are the consumer and the decision maker, and there's a lot more robust uh, reporting tools and access to consultants that can help you use that information. We want to make sure it's right and relevant and timely and, and accurate. I mean, that's those are things that have to have to happen and, and you can accomplish with an integrated approach. For sure. And as you talk about the information management farm, that whole concept, I was very fortunate in my early years to be able to go out to farms and work with them to set them up on these systems. And you do see the dynamics of different roles. If it is a family farm, the different roles that people play, but also if it's a farm where they have someone who's an office manager or farm manager coming in, that whole team effort of gathering that data and being able to get it in accurately and again, really work as a team is super key. And I've been able to watch as farms have transformed their business by understanding what their costs are, where they're coming from. And I never took for granted the excitement that folks had when they discovered things that, you know, kind of that old standby, what they thought they knew was true and then what they found out was actually true. And so the value of that information can really help us make some great decisions. I've, I've watched people just save money by simply trying tracking, you know, you get a lot of invoices coming in and out and just the accurate tracking and accounting back to production and financials uh, really is key. I didn't take accounting in college. I was an animal science major, but I took a lot of ag business classes. But most importantly, I lived with four accountants who became CPAs. So I feel like through osmosis and them living through the CPA Mm -hmm. (laughs) practice, I've picked a lot up. So Norm, tell us a little bit about the value of integrated software. Can you pick that apart a little bit and tell us really what that means to have a fully integrated system? What what does that look like? Uh, that That's uh, almost impossible to define here <laughs> because everybody has a little different definition here. So uh, I'll talk about what's possible what what what, certainly the value proposition here initially you think about integration you think well it's time savings i'm not keying in the same information or i'm even pull it in electronically so i'm saving time there i'm also saving time when i find a mistake be able to correct it and 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 so i'm eliminating some duplication it's not too unusual for operations to have to handle plug the same information into three different systems and that's you know, that's a definite advantage. Uh, the next thing is you have one version of the truth. You you believe it and you have different the production people validate it's correct and the accounting people uh, of their applications and harvest and, and the and accounting people validate that the dollars are correct. They were, everybody signs off on it. And just as you balance your checkbook, if you balance your inventories, you have validation that your, your costs are correct for those, those inputs. And, and same thing with validating that your overhead is, is allocated correctly. So th- this leads to real-time decision-making. You, if you want to know what the inventories are, what you got to sell, what's what's in 
place. Uh, you've, you've got access to that. You don't have to wait until things is passed on. And I think the uh, we, we touched on this a little bit, but getting everybody on the, and the whole team on the same page, the production people recognize the uh, the, the cost of doing things that they're they're proposing to do and and you know, everything you do on the farm has a, a cost corollary so it, it costs you to do things and be able to understand that correctly so you evaluate that way and, and accounting gets to appreciate the these complexities of doing operations and and you know, what's going on in the business and and you can get to the point of several of our large clients ask the question not only what's what's the cost of production for that commodity or for that farm or for that field but they start evaluating uh, what what's what's costing me to perform this activity now, can I outsource it? Can I do some custom services to spread my cost, my, my fixed cost over over more acres? And some of them get to the point that they one of the decisions they make is they have remote farms. Is it what's it costing me to go 50 miles to another operation, get set up, and then if it rains or I've got to I've got to go back and forth? So there's a lot of operational questions that can only be answered if you get access to accounting information and we would be doing activity based costing which is uh, which is really measuring the, how resources are used rather than just doing a peanut butter spread against slicing up the pie arbitrarily we're trying to track what's going on and and with integration you can capture a lot of information basically free of charge on the on the application equipment that's in the monitors it's telling you uh, not only uh, acres covered, but hours, operating hours and clock hours and tack hours and things like that. So there's a bunch of things that uh, you can do management-wise. Now, the integration we had back in the 80s was a lot different than the integration we have today. And what we'll have in the future is is even more so because uh, you know, what what we do is, is a financial management system, an enterprise resource planning uh, hub. But there's a lot of good systems out there, hundreds of different technologies that use for data gathering controls and and uh, and and actually analysis, some very sophisticated uh, analysis tools, reporting tools. And our role in this is to be the back office, to be the accounting, getting getting the numbers right, financial numbers right, and then be able to integrate and and. Our, the next level that we're going to is APIs, uh, application programming interface, that's real time, be able to share data. And our, our focus is to have an open architecture uh, system, open database that, that you can expose information to uh, selected trading partners, be able to run information forward and backward through the system. So uh, nobody's going to have a monolithic uh, uh, software that does everything that thought needs to be done. So, you know, we, we interface with, with payroll program. We don't do payroll, but we do interfaces. And so there's 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 a whole bunch of different uh, pieces there. But what we see is, is the hub, the financial system sh should be the hub because it's the one, only way that validates costs on one side, uh, unit uh, usage production consumption on the other side and be able to cons consolidate that. That's excellent. And gosh, there's a million thoughts running through my head as you talk about all of those things. Number one, the fact that you're so interested in in not reinventing the wheel, but integrating all of that information. I can remember back in the day when the very first yield monitors were delivering data and we were trying to import that into cropping system. And, and so being able to just take that real live data and not have to re-plug it in, but actually just integrate it into the system. And as 
you said, tied into the accounting side, which is so key. One of the other things that I think is huge in this discussion is that on previous podcasts, we've talked a lot about blockchain and the value of being able to track products, track produce, to track any commodity that we are selling to the consumer. And you said there's only one truth <laughs> in there. Every you know, you're you're gathering that information and it's got to reconcile with what actually happened accounting wise thing. And when you're doing that, then you've just given another level of validity to your data. Mm-hmm. And as we look at blockchain, that accounting and financial production data is that solid mm-hmm. foundation where if you can have confidence in that, uh, you can have confidence in the data that uh, is being presented. And we think as you start tracking practices, consumers are going to be looking at practices and those type of things. So if you have a method that tracks those, in addition to being able to track whether that method is cost effective, I just feel like that could be a home run. Mm -hmm. And so those type of things are so key as we look at these systems that we're putting together. I just wonder, as you look at all of the avenues that are available with integrating these other systems or other applications, what are the key challenges that you see in that? Well, there are hundreds of different uh, systems out there and, and some really good good systems. Some are are a little more ambitious than others trying to come up with it trying to be the the end result hub and so uh, we're, we're a small company but we're also involved in the mutual agricultural software alliance which is establishing some standards and working in that direction so we I, I think there's probably uh, taking a proprietary look at the data and our our view is that the data should belong to the producer and and you probably remember some times where where producers were frustrated because their equipment company wouldn't share information with their and and that's 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 improving somewhat, but uh, we have an attitude that it's we want to work with companies that are that are open and don't and can see the value and and two way exchange information. We're very 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 open to that. But I think the the, the of the landscape out there, you've got uh, several limitations. One is diversity between uh, operations. I mean, everybody's got a little different. A little different business structure, a little different uh, product mix. Uh, again, trying to try and interface. Uh, we're we're trying to go for the the lowest hanging fruit to, to start with, but uh, it's one of the reasons McDonald's hasn't uh, systemized on farm operations. They 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 have the products, the, the specifications for delivering, but uh, they're not trying to run because basically everybody's got a little different system we're trying to we're trying to adapt our software to their their system and they're going to have to adapt their their practices to our software so there's there's some things terminology and things like that so there's uh, certainly not that goes along with that non-standardization there's just different ways that people view things and 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 report one of the interesting things is when you come to uh, to uh, growing crops or livestock, they're all pretty uniform. Sometimes livestock, you may have groups and and other other ways that may be a continuous flows and dairy. But with crops, you may have a permanent crop, you may have an annual crop, but it's basically you got the same components in in place. You have you put in the inputs, you track the production activities, you consume the inputs, you you roll into work uh, finished working process and finished goods inventory. And so that that's fairly easy to, to explain. And I think Farm Financial Standards Council has done a good job in, in documenting how that works. And it's taken a lot, lot of years just to, to 
to figure out what the what the practices are. That there's there are some weak links in this process, and one of the things I learned from another consultant is is that and he he could we could pretty well predict who's going to be successful or not, and that's does the operation have a cu- culture of information accumulation? In other words, are they are they make it a priority to get information right? Or is there a weak link someplace? And the weak link could be the, the tractor driver, but oftentimes it's the it's the boss who's who's got so many things going on. He just doesn't make it. He wants the results, but he doesn't want to to, to slow down to, to to capture things. So that's those are all uh, I, I, all challenges that we see in, in getting getting things rolled out. And then of course having the training team, the kind of things that you used to do, Kim. Be able to go out and nobody goes out on site anymore it's all we're all working remotely but to have their local consultant on board the local cpa on board getting everybody to working together to get the implementation you know frankly if if you're a, a a cpa and you're doing the taxes you want to make sure that's that information is clean if you don't understand the system that's doing management accounting that's there's a learning process there but you know they uh, we understand those those needs, uh, and but there's there's really a shortage of, of, of management accountants, uh, operations that maybe could use a a, a virtual uh, controller or CFO. There are professionals offering those services to help people more standardize and formalize their their accounting processes and and, and adapt from best practices. Absolutely. I I think back to, as you said, when I was doing training, I I would always tell folks that you are going to have a great dislike for me for about a year. We set into place practices for gathering information. You hit it on the head, Norm, when you said, you know, is it their priority to gather that data? And of course, anything that we could gather from that data automated using technology certainly makes it a lot simpler with field level apps that allow you to be in the field and and acknowledge situations and tracking. But certainly at the end, it all comes down to the person poking in the numbers. So that is really key. And also the value of, I realize the, the expense that is associated with bringing partners like that in. We can't wear every hat. I think that having that value and that expertise is key. Also, one of the other things that comes to mind as we talk about that is that when, you know, you've talked about developing standards in regenerative agriculture, there's not probably a lot of standards out there because practices, the principles are the same, but the practices are varying throughout these operations. But what I find is that you can compare to yourself as you identify your benchmarks, as you mentioned the benchmarks, as you identify what's happening in your operation. And because in a regenerative ag process, oftentimes the grower is selling directly to the consumer. So how they compare to other people may not be as important as how they're comparing to the work that they're doing and their costs and what they can sell their product for and make a profit based off of consumer demand. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the diamonds in the rough here of keeping these type of records is 
being able to prepare for blockchain, where you can identify how your crops and your livestock were grown to be able to illustrate that to the consumer and then be able to set a price that is both profitable for you and allows you to stay competitive in that market. You know, that's after almost 30 years of watching this happen. Yeah, and I think the in agriculture, we're, we're guilty of chasing after uh, short-term goals, easily measurable KPIs, you know, things that are, you know, whether it's yield base or or things that are that, that we can recognize. Whereas, as your your de- description there, to understand your mar- actual margin, your actual cost, you know, what what's the trade-off between what I grow and how I grow it, and 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 expressed in a in a margin view of things rather than just gross production. Right. You know, it's extremely important to. If you were a manufacturing business of doing widgets, that would be be critical to understand what what size widget and how many of them you make and what what costs you to do that and what your competition is doing and and what what the where to price it. Now your your situation, you're, you have the leverage of being able to price some of the products, not rather take what the market offers. But right. that's the same the same um, sustainability issue. Exactly, exactly. Well, and the other thing that I think about is what's your motive for creating this stuff? I mean, back in the day when I was doing that work, we were producing financials, you know, balance sheets, income statements, pro formas for the bank you know, and being Mm -hmm. able to meet the bank requirements. And I've always been someone who I don't like to be forced into having to do something. I want to do something ahead of that because I want to be prepared for what might be coming down the pike. So, you know, when you walk in to a lender with a plan and financials that that show what's going on, I think those are some things that will help, especially folks who are trying to make changes in their operation. Like right now, you know, crop insurance is not particularly friendly to some of these regenerative ag practices. Even lenders, I think, are questioning some of the practices, just trying to understand, Mm -hmm. you know, what does that mean? Because we're not about the highest yield at any cost. Mm -hmm. That's that's not what we're looking for. We're looking at pounds produced per acre or, you know, what can we do to make a profitable decision that doesn't necessarily match up with the highest yield. And so Mm -hmm. those are some of the things that we're investigating. And the bottom line is that at the end of the day, um, the accounting numbers are what really can speak to you about what is working uh, for you. And also give you that ammunition to say, hey, you know, here's three years of records of things that I've done. And these are my, you know, my figures and it's working. So, and we've seen that a lot in, in conventional ag, as well as the things that we're doing. We've seen that for years, Norm, you and I, as we've worked with producers. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, if you just pick out the lender about some of our clients walking in with a producing a that kind of information, it's 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 hardly anybody else is doing that, and, and it gets gets the attention of sophisticated uh, lenders and investors to be able to 
to really explain and understand what's actually going on in your operation. Yes, for sure. It gives you certainly a strong foundation to stand on. And and I think that'll be key as we move forward in, in these uh, new uncharted territory that we are in in markets and, and just within the world itself. Well, I wonder, tell me, where, where are we headed? What's on the horizon for agriculture and financials and accounting and, and how we do business as growers? What's that look like in your eyes? Well, I think you, you need to have a level of expertise uh, either on staff or on the, your Rolodex here. Your virtual CFO can help communicate with lenders, communicate with customers and suppliers. It's going to be a much, as you talked about the blockchain, it'd be much more integrated approach to how transactions are handled. Everybody's going to expect it to happen electronically and with, with the least amount of friction. The uh, monitoring technology is getting more and more sophisticated, uh, and that's that's going in its own direction. Some of those are just internet or things that uh, can run on their own. A lot of this can help uh, be fed into the system. In other, other words, if we could start accumulating the unit information, we need to not only keep, update our inventories, but to keep track of the costs of doing a, a particular process, activity-based costing, uh, that, that's going to happen. So hopefully it, it'll be more open. Leading producers will demand that they're this, some of this is more open and they, they're not getting free software in exchange for giving up all their family jewels as far as what's going on in the operation. The consensus is that there's a lot of valuable data out on the farm. The question is, are you going to use it or ha- or somebody else is going to use it and yes. how do you make better decisions? So I think it's it's a knowledge is going to be a real real critical and, and tapped into expertise. And then, of course, the technology definitely becoming more and more integrated. What that what that endpoint is, is sort of hard to define. We think it's probably more interactive and less importing data. And, but the internet has really made a big difference. And as, as the broadband becomes more and more available around out, out in the country, that, that will help a lot. And that has certainly been an issue as a little something to talk about. But clearly in the area where you and I live, you know, we're still at the mercy of some not necessarily great connectivity or reliable connectivity maybe would be the way to say it but but it is improving and we will get there but it is key as we gather data that we have those opportunities and the internet of things is certainly making that happen. So, you know, you kind of alluded to these partnerships. Can you tell us a little bit about FBS has, I don't know if the right word is partnered um, with MASA. Uh, Do you want to explain a little bit more about that and why that's important and and what you guys Mm -hmm. are doing there? Right. We, uh, last year we formed a new entity, uh, Mutual Agricultural Software Alliance with with 19 of our customers, and they are basically uh, helping uh, fund the next generation of our software. Uh, and again, we I, I talked about integration having, uh, it, there's here's what we have right now, here's what we have in the future. The goal of MASA is to help develop a standardized enterprise resource planning tool using open an open architecture, .NET, uh, SQL Server, and it, part of it is a cloud-based uh, reporting and, uh, and a hybrid on on uh, premise uh, server based uh, based system, and but advantage of these are all pro- very progressive producers, and they they have their own uh, goals, and they 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 get it from a they're all doing management accounting, they're all doing de- detailed uh, 
detailed records. They know what needs to happen. So this to us is a, a sustainability issue within our company that that, that we've got this uh, new, basically a producer owned. It's like like a closed co-op where producers are who you access a software uh, are, are the owners of of the, of the system and define the, define the goals. Meanwhile, our, our current FPS customers manage some of that technology, but not the, not the full capabilities that the, the MOS is going. So that's a bifurcation in agriculture. You've got a lot of traditional operations, and you've got some the ones that are breaking breaking ahead and have that not necessarily scale, but they have the expertise on hand uh, and and they have the, those needs. And we we want to expand that, and and we're, we're all. Right now, we're talking to various potential strategic partners for exchanging information with API, for farm management systems, banks, and commodity brokers, and others that, that share a lot of information with their clients. And we're tr- trying to open that, open those doors, and and uh, do this do this thing from a technology standpoint. So we're we're excited about that. It's a lot of a lot of capabilities, and there's you know, it's, frankly, it's getting ready for the next generation of uh, technology. Well, I think that is so exciting. As you know, I've always just been a cheerleader for this type of management because I've seen it work, because I've watched farms transform from just not really knowing what was going on, maybe being profitable, maybe not. But then once they got their accounting in place, their production records, they were tying everything together. I saw success and I saw them having fun doing it. And mm-hmm. as I said, even though it was painful, that birthing process of getting going, I guess it was in the late 80s when I first started doing it. And we called it going from the shoebox to the... <laughs> computer. We would convert people who had ledgers and I mean, you name it, we, we did it. And it was exciting work. And one of the things that I felt fortunate, Norm, was that you have always been able to be about 10 years ahead of (laughs) in thought process of where we needed to go in this whole concept. And so you were kind of country when country wasn't cool. So if we can sing Barbara Mandrell, which no, that dates me and no one knows what I'm talking about, but you, you had that figure figured out and that's exciting. And the other thing that I appreciate is that you recognize you aren't all that in a bag of chips. You need other partners. You need to work with other people to partner with other information technology, to partner with other apps and other individuals. And so I think that's really key. I just appreciate what you're doing. This is kind of, as I said earlier, near and dear to my heart because I can watch it. I know that it makes a difference in operations. So I appreciate you joining us today. Is there anything that I didn't talk about that you think, oh gosh, we need to delve into that? Well, I'm impressed on your website, the Ag Emerge Conference. And that's the kind of thing we do here in the Midwest with our uh, Ag Software Success Summit. And uh, of course, we're we're probably doing most of it virtually this year, but I think that's a a great mechanism. And and I applaud you to the the, the quality of presentations that you you put together because that, that's what really what we're we're all about as far as networking getting uh, getting people talking to one another it isn't technology per se it's best practices and grassroots uh, support that's- absolutely yeah perfect summary yes for sure well this is great fun Kim thank thank you I, I you you're bringing the fun back into <laughs> into uh, 
technology here. Well, you've worked with me long enough to know that the fun wears off after a while with me, but (laughs) no, that's great. I I do appreciate it, Norm. And and again, thanks for your contributions to to the success of growers across the country and, and actually internationally. So that's exciting. And we look forward to sharing this with everyone. So thanks again. All right. Thank you very much, Kim. Well, I sure hope you gleaned some important information from this discussion. It really hit home with me when Norm asked, does your operation have a culture of information accumulation and do they make it a priority to get it right? I think one of the other big takeaways from our conversation was the importance of integrated data where you're pulling in that data from multiple sources. And as Norm said, using a system that acts like a plumber hooking together that database of information. And how about the comment of having one version of the truth? Meaning once you have that data that is reconciled with production, accounting, and inventories, you can have confidence in your numbers and a solid foundation for decision-making. I hope this conversation got you thinking today about not only that 10,000-foot view of your operation, but the drilled-down, under-the-surface understanding of what's happening on your farm. Thanks so much for joining us today. 